0: This is Tom Shriver, and you're listening to Pro Lacrosse Talk. Tom Shriver. Snyder with scores! Now it's scores! Hands off for Rabel, switches hands and scores! Kylie O'Miller showing off those shifty skills. Right off the bat, there's
1: Lyle Thompson! Welcome to Pro Lacrosse Talk, the voice of pro lacrosse. I'm Hutton, he's Adam, together we're bringing you interviews with your favorite players and coaches, as well as news from all four professional lacrosse leagues. All right, so welcome to another episode of Pro Lacrosse Talk. This is our first Pro Lacrosse Talk live show. Uh, We have a lot to talk about today. We're going to talk a little bit WPLL, MLL, and of course the PLL. Uh, But Adam, how are you doing today?
2: I'm good, man. Got my run in this morning. and excited to talk. Uh, Three professional leagues had a lot of news this past week, despite there not being any games played. So uh, some big news coming out of all of them, and I'm excited to chat about it.
1: Yeah, no, a busy week. And uh, let's start off with this WPLL news. Uh, pretty big announcement. They announced their partnership with Nike lacrosse. Um, this is one of their first champion partners, as they call it. Uh, we talked to Michelle DeJulius a little bit about that, how they were, you know, waiting to unveil those. And this is a really good sign for the league to get a multi-year partnership, especially when they're not having a season this summer. Um, but what were your thoughts when you heard the news?
2: Yeah, I was ecstatic for the league, you know. Uh, we, we've talked numerous times about how the product on the field uh, is the, one, some of the best lacrosse you'll see anywhere in the world. And I think it's just a matter of time before uh, it gets, it's just a matter of time pretty much before uh, it blows up um, on a national level, I think. Um, and having connections and partnerships like this with uh, Nike are going to kind of expedite that process and, and, uh, and get that product. Uh, kind of placement out there to a lot of a larger audience pretty much Uh, so I'm excited for the league you know these we heard these were coming uh, when we talked with Michelle on previous podcasts and uh, it's just big for the league to to be able to expand like they want to and kind of grow the brand that is the WPLL.
1: No for sure and uh, I'll read a statement from CEO Michelle DeJulius she said The WPLL is thrilled to partner with Nike lacrosse. Our goal since starting this league three years ago is to find partners who truly believe in supporting and empowering female athletes. This multi-year agreement with Nike truly illustrates their commitment to female athletes. Our goal is to align our athletes in league with world-class brands. And this agreement delivers on that promise. We couldn't ask for a better champion partner that cares about female athletes and their personal growth. So this is, uh, you know, the WPLL is announcing uh, Nike as their official athletic apparel and footwear partner. So we should be seeing, you know, these athletes rep uh, some Nike gear as well as, you know, some new uniforms uh, with the Nike logo as well as it sounds like. Um, But moving on from that, we have some big MLL signings. Uh, So the Barrage immediately make a splash uh, right following their draft. We thought they had one of the best drafts uh, of any MLL team on Monday, and they immediately signed their two top guys that they got in the second round in Mark Ivanchik and John Mazza. So John Mazza and Mark Ivanchik sign, Uh, Mark Ivanchik was actually, you know, on Karkatera's big board for the PLL, so he's, you know, already taken uh, off of that, Um, but uh, what were your thoughts when you heard, you know, the Philadelphia Barrage sign these two guys so quickly? Yeah,
2: it's big to have the first two picks signed right away, you know, um, they're, like you said, Kark had Ivanchik really high on his big board for potentially getting drafted in the PLL too, so um, it's a big, big kind of statement, uh, especially for the Barrage, but for the MLL as a whole, that uh, top college talent is going to eventually be playing for the MLL. You know, they they want to play for that league, and, and that's a big statement overall for, for the MLL, uh, and obviously a big, big advantage for the Barrage to add two, two stud talents uh, like Maza and Ivanchek to their squad. And uh, I think they had a really good draft overall. You know, we, we during our live show, thought they had the best draft, and even after a little bit of time passed, I still think they had one of the best drafts um, of of every team. You know, They added uh, big bruisers, a lot of depth in a variety of different areas, Um, so I'm excited to see um, who else ends up signing with them going forward Um, because I think there's a possibility that a lot of their draftees end up signing.
1: No, absolutely, and then moving on to the biggest news of the week. uh, The PLL announces its championship series to replace its regular season uh, you know, we heard a little bit that this might be happening on Tuesday. The official announcement came on Good Morning America on Tuesday, on Wednesday. Um, so this is huge news. We're getting professional across this summer. Uh, what did you think when you heard that they were doing this quarantine tournament, Adam?
2: Yeah, I was super excited. You know, we haven't had professional sports for, it feels like forever now, right? And you're only getting your fix if you're watching some KBO baseball uh, at like 4 a.m. So. Um, I think this is going to be huge for the league and the sport as a whole, when it comes to, uh, kind of getting eyes on, on the league, you know, it's going to be in those time slots when the Olympics were supposed to be on. Um, there's not going to be any other sports probably going on at that time. Um, so it's, it's all eyes are going to be on the, the PLL and the lacrosse community at that time.
1: And no, and it's going to be quite, quite the ride, 16 days, 20 games. Each team's going to be playing uh, four games before moving to a 17 playoff at the top seed, getting a bye, um, you know, and here we'll give you guys a look at uh, what that bracket is going to look like. And, you know, it's going to start July 25th, and they're once they hit the ground running, they're going to, you know, go. And they're actually taking, you know, a lot of safety precautions. We're going to talk to Tom Schreiber a little about, a bit about this later, but, um, you know, they're, each player that's going in is going to be tested uh, before – when they land, um, and during to make sure that, you know, there is no, um, outbreak of the coronavirus in this quarantine environment, but, uh, yeah, I'm excited. They haven't announced the, where they're going to be located. Uh, the tournament's going to be located just yet, but I think this is big for the sport. Um, and we're excited. And, you know, a few other people that are excited are, um, Brent Adams and Tom Schreiber. So we talked to Brent Adams yesterday. Uh, we have a podcast episode with him coming out. So I thought, uh, you know, why not we just toss it to him and hear what he has to say about it. So with that, we'll do our uh, excerpt from our Brent Adams podcast this is coming out uh, next week. Talk to me a little bit about that season, you know, coaching at St. Lawrence leadership, and then, you know, how hard was it losing that championship? Yeah, it was, uh, it was
3: a really exciting time, obviously, with the, the emergence of the PLL and forming a new team and Obviously, we have a you know the heavy Notre Dame contingency on our team, mm-hmm. but it's it's all guys that are are trying to figure out the puzzle um, mm-hmm. as best as possible. We have a new coach, and it's new for everybody, and it's new for every team. So it was uh, it was a really cool time to kind of put everybody's test, put everybody to the test of you know figuring it out, um, you know figuring out the roles that people are going to play. Um, you know the lineups changed a little bit, but we we kept pretty much the same same team whereas mm-hmm. other teams were just kind of you know floating around and even when we um you know had a couple uh low points we still you know a testament to coach Nat we we stuck to our true north and and kind of trusted our guys and again we we moved in a couple of guys um from the practice roster but uh you know it was the same squad week to week which was really mm-hmm. cool um and yeah it, it was uh it was an interesting last few games because obviously we had to win by that goal differential against the Chrome, which is you never want to be in that situation, right? Mm-hmm. We, we lost a couple of big games and we lost to the Whipsnakes up in Canada by uh, an amount I don't, I don't want to think about. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, we, we, uh, we put ourselves in a situation where we had to win by a certain amount of goals. And then um, it just didn't feel like we were really hitting our stride until that semifinal game. Mm -hmm. um and and then we made it to the championship and it was like all right you know this is one game there's no reason that that we can't win this and uh everybody kind of bought in and obviously the game didn't start off the way we wanted it to but the, the resilience of every guy in the locker room and and it's lacrosse we're all we've all been there before we've all been down by a big deficit but that can change especially with two pointers especially you know with the the quick shot clock like that can change at any time so I think the the goal going into halftime was a huge momentum shift for us. We were kind of, you know, hanging our heads a little bit, and then something like that happened, and it was, you know, kind of a a little little kick in the butt to be like, hey, you guys are still in this. Um, And, yeah, Wesley's tipping that. I I no doubt think that he, like, actually tried to tip that as it went (laughs) in. But, uh, yeah, that was a a tough loss, of course. Um, But we're right there. You know, we – we're going to build towards next year and um, not too, too many changes in the off season, but uh, you know, I'm confident with the squad confident with conversations we've been having. And uh, yeah, I can't wait to get going with this championship series. It's a, uh, it's a super, super cool format and something mm-hmm. to, to get excited about. And again, it speaks to the, the creativity to, to be able to put something like this together. Obviously the other professional leagues, the NBA NFL can't really do something like this because of their legacy and, their, their initial format, but we only have one season under our belt, so we can kind of do whatever we want, um, mm-hmm. so I can't wait, I think just the the idea that now everybody is preparing to compete for two weeks is like, it's huge, I think yeah. historically everyone kind of comes into the season being like, all right, you know, I'm not going to be in the best shape in the beginning of the season, mm-hmm. tough to get into lacrosse shape when you're not playing anyways, mm-hmm. whether you're training and running sprints or all that, in lacrosse, being in shape for lacrosse is a lot different. Um, so I think guys are going to take that, uh, take that very seriously and, and everyone's going to come in sh- in really good shape. And it, it's, it's kind of like that Olympic style mindset where mm-hmm. everything that you're doing in your training is, is building up to one event. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm really excited to see the, the style of lacrosse, the speed, the pace and everything. So it's going to be fun.
2: That's awesome. Have you changed, just kind of on that topic, have you changed uh, your, your workout regimen now that this has been announced since it's going to be more of a sprint than long distance?
3: Not too, too much. I uh, I have been just spending a lot more time on the field. I have a, a turf field right across the street from me. Um, so doing a ton of different cone work and shooting and and all kind of stuff that I would do if I was doing a private lesson, I'm kind of putting myself through those those, uh, you know, exercises and drills and all that kind of stuff. So a lot more on-field stuff right now for me rather than being, you know, in a gym. Um, but, yeah, just kind of doing what everybody else is doing and picking yep. and choosing home workouts and all that kind of stuff.
2: So, mm-hmm. yeah. Awesome. And kind of going off of that a little bit too, uh, speaking of some new faces in the league, Andy Copeland's now the head, head coach uh, of Water Dogs. And we talked to him, and he's super excited to, to get going with things uh you like you said earlier you entered at Fairfield pretty much at the same time he took over the program what's it going to be like uh being on opposing sidelines come July
3: Uh I think it's going to be fine I think we'll we'll definitely be chirping each other a little bit um he, he we had a couple conversations when he was trying to figure out if he um wanted to take a position in the PLL and uh you know I know Charlie and I talked to him and um I mean, obviously we have nothing but great things to say about the PLL. So I'm really glad he took that spot. And I think he's going to be a great fit. And guys are going to definitely buy into what he's got to sell. And, uh, you know, I'm excited for Charlie to get his his opportunity to be the starting goalie. And, um, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Looking forward to kind of sparking that Fairfield uh, relationship again, for sure. Not many of us in the uh, in the pro, pro uh, realm. So, mm-hmm. yeah, definitely happy for him. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE.
1: Today, I also want to talk to you about Tomahawk Shades. Tomahawk Shades have an array of both quality sunglasses and blue light glasses at a fraction of the cost of popular sunglass brands. Their blue light glasses are perfect for guys like me who spend hours looking at a computer screen when editing. They also have a great collection of sunglasses with pro athletes like Kylie Olmiller, Kyle Harrison, Mike Chanichuk, and Chris Hogan repping the brand. So if you want a pair of the shades the pros wear, visit tomahawkshades.com and use the code PLT20 to save 20% on your order today. That was our interview with Brent Adams. Hopefully you guys enjoyed that. We enjoyed talking to Brent um about the season. We we'll, you guys can hear more about that um his you know just his career in general as well as you know the Redwood season last year and what he's looking forward to this season uh when we drop the episode with him on Monday. But we also talked to another guy in Tom Schreiber uh yesterday as well and he get, we got more of his thoughts on the PLO championship series as well as uh, where he thinks the Archers could uh, go with that number one pick. So let's hear from him. All right, today we are joined by Tom Schreiber, PLL All-Star, and midfielder with the Archers. Tom, welcome to uh, the show once again. You're one of our first recurring guests, and uh, you're the first guest on our first Pro Lacrosse Talk YouTube show. Uh, but how are you doing today? Well, first off, I'm honored. No, Thanks for having <laughs> me back. Um, I'm doing well.
0: I'm doing well. Excited to uh, talk through this stuff with you guys.
2: That's awesome. So let's just jump right into it, you know, big announcement just happened with the PLL Championship Series. Uh, Talk about how the league kind of came up with this idea that it's a really unique format and super exciting. So just talk to us a little bit about the Championship Series. Cool. Um,
0: Obviously, you know, a a crazy situation overall that's like, you know, literally impacted the entire world. Um, And obviously, the sports world is not immune to that so you know i think the you know creativity of of, of really it starts with paul and and mike Mm -hmm. rabel um you know it just speaks volumes to what they're able to you know kind of adapt and 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 overcome to a a crazy situation so um you know i think that creativity you know we're obviously seeing it as to what that results in. So mm-hmm. uh, it's super exciting. So, you know, from a player's perspective, just the opportunity to play lacrosse this summer, um, you know, amid all this, this madness is something that's super exciting. And then to do it um, in a way where, you know, if you really break it down to its basic levels, like you, you get to go spend three weeks with with your team and, and compete mm-hmm. at a super high level. So, um, you know, I, it, it's hard to contain your excitement, but, you you know, in terms of you know, having somewhat of an inside view as to seeing how this thing came together, I just know um, that, you know, a number of different scenarios, you know, were evaluated, um, you know, and really that's like our, our ops team and, and Paul and Mike really leading the charge, obviously. And then, um, you know, I didn't have too much to do with it to, to be frank, but um, you know, from time to time, like player related questions would kind of come to Kyle Harrison and I and Um, really it's it's just nice to know that at the forefront of all this stuff was just can we do this from a safety perspective Mm -hmm. Um, you know and everything from you know the COVID committee um, you know that we've you know kind of assembled on the PLL side to just monitoring every piece of news possible and every piece of research and um, you know continuing to just keep an eye on this thing and then you know with the committee and you know the entire executive team we found a, a scenario that Um, is viable. And, you know, as a player, I I couldn't be more excited to be a part of it.
1: No, absolutely. And you guys are, you know, taking the necessary precautions. You guys are going to be tested when you show up, Uh, tested midway or tested right before the game start, tested midway through, you know, they're definitely taking uh, the medical precautions necessary. And talk to me a little bit too about NBC's, you know, input with all of this and how they've been supporting you guys through this.
0: Sure. Uh, And again, you know, I'm I'm loosely involved in those conversations, mm-hmm. but at the end of the day, they're they're you know our our biggest partner and, mm. and you know a huge part of this and the opportunity that they're um, providing for us, you know, with this situation is is pretty unique and one again that's that's pretty exciting not only for the league but for the sport um, to have that much visibility and that much exposure in um, a time where live sports you know, are are super scarce and people mm-hmm. are really hungry for them um you know especially on the team sport level you know to have that in such a condensed time like i i do think it's a real opportunity um you know to to create some sort of groundswell around lacrosse you know i think we see it in other sports um yeah you know, the world cup lacrosse is by no means soccer you know in mm-hmm. terms of how uh, popular it is worldwide but yeah you, know, you can't help but like follow that energy and and get behind it. So I think there'll be a similar impact, um, you know, when lacrosse returns and other sports likely won't. So um, that combined with just, you know, what this product looks like with, um, you know, NBC kind of leading the charge, um, you know, and on the back end, I still just remember like our first game, I was lucky to play in the very first one um, Mm -hmm. up at Gillette. Um, had headed back to the hotel and caught part of the next game on TV and, and couldn 't believe it so mm-hmm. I, I just think in terms of you know what this product looks like, thanks to NBC and really our team you know working together on on you know presenting this thing, um, the hunger of the players and then just the unique nature of this model like I, I think it's a huge opportunity and one that I'm pretty confident we're going to be able to execute on. Uh, and and hopefully it'll result in lacrosse like taking the next step like we all hope
1: it will no absolutely and talk to me a little bit too about from a lacrosse standpoint you know what's been coach Bates message to you guys during this time you know there's a lot of uncertainty now you guys have some clarity but what's kind of his message been this offseason
0: um so so it's you know to this point there's been a lot of waiting and mm-hmm. it's just about staying ready regardless of the situation and um he, he's done a nice job of communicating that to us and just making sure that we're you know, staying tight as a group, you know, I don't, I don't think we needed the reminder. I think Mm -hmm. like our, our nature is like we get along pretty well. So we spent a lot of time, um, you know, just, you know, kind of chatter like any other team. And, Mm -hmm. um, but you know, we met for the first time, you know, officially post announcement, uh, via zoom last night. And, you know, you, you could tell like with the mute button on zoom, like everybody was just like itching to say something say how excited they were. So, um, you know, I, I, I'm super excited. Like a, a tournament like this with such a unique set of demands, right? It's mm-hmm. going to be uh, physically, obviously, really tough. But then also the mental side of it, like being able to recover, playing all these games um, at such a high level in such a condensed amount of time, and, and being literally quarantined, like in this little snow globe, wherever we're going to play. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's going to take a lot of mental toughness. And and I, I sure I'm happy that he's the one leading the charge. And I think you know, we're already kind of taking steps to get on the same page, um, whether that's, you know, watching film together, or just like kind of sharing ideas, knowing mm-hmm. that this will be a challenge physically and a challenge mentally, you know, we have a pretty, um, you know, enlightened group, I think, from that side of things, guys that take the mental preparation really seriously, take teamwork and leadership seriously. And I think, mm-hmm. yeah, you know, whether that's like recommending books, or just like kind of, you know, getting on the same page with things. Guys have different approaches to that, but I do think it's something we're aware of. And then, you know, obviously from the training and physicality side, like I think we have a lot of great resources there too. Again, people are going to prepare in different ways, but I do think we'll share, um, you know, and it'll be a group effort, you know, and it just, it just starts with acknowledging that like, Hey, this is, you're going to have to shift your training a little bit. And, Mm -hmm. um, you know, coach has kind of stated that last night, but again, like I, I think our team's reaction to this thing has been pretty cool, um, taking it on as a challenge that they really want to overcome. And and again, like at its most basic level, it's you get to play lacrosse with mm-hmm. you know your close friends and compete at a super high level. So it it'll yeah, I can't wait.
2: That's awesome. And, you know, yeah, yeah, speaking of coach a little bit, we'd be remiss if we didn't talk a little bit about the PLL draft that's coming up uh, this coming Wednesday. Uh, your archers have the first pick overall any insights on what coach Bates is thinking kind of with that pick and, and this draft as a whole.
0: Uh, I I don't know if it's my place to, <laughs> to say, I, I you know, I know that there, are, you know, there, are, there's probably a pretty obvious answer to that one, given you know the landscape and everything. And um you know, I'm just excited to bring on you know whoever we go with, but you know I think the guy that you guys would probably assume is probably who we would take, and mm-hmm. um, you know he's he's just a ridiculous player and yeah. it would bring a lot to the table. So, um, you know I, I think that's the direction we'll go, but you never know until it happens. But mm-hmm. um, you know, if it were to go that direction, I'm super excited to play. You know with grant amen i mean it would be pretty
1: incredible yep absolutely Absolutely. now we're excited to tune in on wednesday it'll be on nbc sports network at 7 p.m eastern um tom thank you again for jumping on the show today Uh, we appreciate it i look forward to this championship series and uh, best of luck training for it yeah no appreciate it thanks for having me guys all right so you just heard our interview with tom schreiber Uh, We appreciate him coming on yesterday, talking a little bit about this championship series as well as the college draft. But uh, let me hear your thoughts, Adam, on what he had to say about this championship series. Yeah, I
2: I mean, I'm just excited as he. I'm just as excited as he is, you know. And one thing I thought was very pertinent that he mentioned, and we had talked uh, off show about, was the capabilities of a professional league. That you know, the product is just as strong as the other professional leagues, like the NBA. Uh, and the MLB, um, but to still be able to put something like this on because of uh, the size of the league, you know, only about 300 people will have to uh, take part in this quarantine bubble, whatever, whatever they're calling it or wherever they uh, decide uh, to play. Um, Whereas those uh, leagues that have been around for a while aren't, don't have the capabilities at the moment because of their size. So um, lacrosse is going to be at the forefront of professional sports for a while. It looks like, and, it's, it's super exciting to hear.
1: No, for sure. July 25th can't come soon enough. Uh, another thing he talked about a little bit was this draft coming up on Wednesday. Uh, he was not too tongue-in-cheek with mm-hmm. who the Archers might end up taking. And uh, you know, as expected, it sounds like it might be uh, Grant Amen at number one. Um, but what are your kind of thoughts on you know Grant going number one overall to the Archers?
2: Yeah, uh, it's a perfect fit to go with uh, the guys they ha- have on that potent offense already. Uh, I think you know, a lot has changed in the landscape of college athletics uh, and professional athletics over the last few weeks. And um, I think this draft would look a lot differently uh, if a guy like Michael Sowers and the other guys who have decided to go back for a fifth year uh, were eligible for this draft. So uh, the conversation probably would have been Sowers or Amen at one uh, if that was the case. But um, with Amen being One of the larger names available um, and Michael Sowers headed to Duke uh, next year. Uh, I 100% see the Archers taking Grant first overall to go with that potent offense.
1: Yeah, no, and uh, he's so versatile too. You know, he's arguably the best feeder we've seen in college lacrosse. Um, Yeah, I'm really excited. I I think he's a perfect fit on the Archers. You can pair him with Will Manny and Marcus Holman. Kind of replaces what they lost in Cuccinello. Um, and he, he's a threat to score, too, as we see in this video, too. It's He's not just a feeder. Uh, he can score on his one-on-one matchups. Uh, you know, he can shoot. Uh, he really is the complete package. And, yeah, I think he's a no-brainer for the Archers to take at number one overall. And we're looking forward to seeing him in an Archers uniform. And then going off of that, too, we had a few more prospects we wanted to kind of talk about. Uh, let's start off, uh, you know, I'll, I'll go first with, you know, sure. Nick Mellon. Um, I think he's a guy, he went pretty high overall in the MLL draft. I think he's going to go high as well in the PLL draft. Um, you know, he was one of the top cover guys at Syracuse during his time there. Suffered a few injuries that, you know, might leave a little bit of skepticism. But uh, for the most part, I think, you know, he'll be a top pick. Um, I don't think he drops past three. I think the Water Dogs will take him. He's, uh fits that versatile style that they like. You know, they have Brody Merrill there. Um, they have, you know, Ryland Reese. Um, no, those guys have both ran LSM and close. Um, and I think that's kind of how they'll utilize Mellon too, if they draft him, uh, you know, both close D and LSM. So, um, I think that they'll pick him, uh, if he doesn't go to the water dogs, I think maybe the chaos, you know, can add some pull depth there. You know, they, they want to add another defender, um, since losing Brody Merrill to the water dogs. So I think he could be a good fit there too, if he does fall to number five. Um, so that's, that's a guy that I look to see, you know, his name called on Wednesday. What's a guy that you're kind of, you know, waiting to hear his name called? Yeah, I, I,
2: one guy that I'm waiting to hear, but I don't think we'll have to wait too long is a guy like Brian Constable out of Notre Dame, their midfielder, top midfielder. Um, you know, he's number two on Clark's big board and I don't, uh, expect him to fall any lower than that at two to the Atlas, you know, uh, they're looking to replace, Uh, Some midfielders like Steve Napoli and Ryan Conrad, uh, and he'd be a perfect fit. I know they added someone like Romar Dennis in the offseason, but you can never have too many midfielders, right, especially at his uh, pedigree. So uh, broke the record for most goals by a midfielder in Notre Dame history. Uh, First team All-American. I mean, he's an absolute stud. Um, I can see him fitting on a lot of squads, uh, in particularly the Atlas, obviously, but a team like the Archers, who we already had spoken about, um, and, you know, they lost a couple of midfielders. And you mentioned Cuccinello, um, Dan Epp, and Ben McIntosh. They, they lost them in the expansion draft. So he'd be a good fit, but he's not falling uh, to the second round. So I think nope. he's going to be uh, wearing those horns and he's going to be a part of the Atlas come July.
1: Yeah, no, I agree. I, I think, you know, he's probably, I think it's Amen, one, him, too. Uh, I think that's probably the general consensus. You know, maybe sure. they'll shake it up a little bit. Um, But that's what we believe is going to happen. Then it gets a little bit, you know, trickier as you go along. Uh, A guy who I expect his name to be called, but, you know, he could go to multiple teams is Matt Gaudette. You know, he was drafted by Philly in the MLL draft. We don't know which league he decides to play in, but I think he'll get drafted by the PLL as well. Um, Two teams that I think, you know, he he could land is is the Chrome. I think at four might pick him. Um, I think he'd be great, you know, as an off-ball finisher to kind of pair with uh, Jordan Wolfe and Justin Gutterding. Um, The guy can shoot, too, from range. Um, but you know he is a pure goal scorer. Uh, you know he's gonna. You want to get the ball to him, and uh, he's gonna finish it for you. You know Canadian finisher. I, I think he'd per- be a perfect fit for the Chrome. Uh, but if he does pa- fall past the Chrome, I think the Chaos try to take a stab at him as well. Uh, I know they have a lot of attackmen, uh, but they don't really have that. You know pure off ball. Uh, you know Westberg-esque player like Matt Gaudette. You know Josh Byrne obviously very versatile. They have Connor Fields. They have Miles Thompson. But um, I, I think they might add, Matt Gaudet, you know how much uh, Coach Andy Towers likes his Canadians. So um, if he does fall to them at five, I think they could go that route as well. Going off of that, uh, I know you wanted to talk on a specific prospect that we might hear a little bit later called, but uh, talk to me a little bit about Matt DeLuca and where you think he might end up.
2: Yeah, you know, it. I think the goalie position, obviously I'm biased, but I think it's one of the more unique uh, talking points when it comes to this draft and kind of the league outlook as a whole. You know, I 6'6, big righty out of Delaware, uh, averaged almost 15 saves a game uh, during his junior year. So he fits uh, the the PLL outlook in terms of he sees a lot of shots in the games and he makes a lot of saves. So uh, I think two squads that uh, in particular that he could be a good fit for were the Water Dogs uh, and the Chrome. So uh, Waterdogs he's probably going to be a second round pick I, I'd assume I don't think he goes earlier on but uh, Waterdogs picked up Charlie Sip and had Tate Boyce on the roster currently uh, but competition is always good you know Charlie has that Fairfield connection with coach uh, and they brought in Tate uh, in the offseason and he was a great um, backup uh, in Boston of the MLL last year um, but I think a guy like Matt could be a great uh, competitive piece for them. Uh, another team not too far down in the second round, too, is the Chrome. And uh, I think he'd be a, a good fit for them as well. You know, you have John Galloway uh, as the starter currently. Um, Brett Queener and Alex Reddy were there as well. Um, but I think bringing in a guy like Matt DeLuca uh, to maybe surplant uh, John Galloway um, in a few years or, or, or sooner rather than later um, with his career Um Kind
1: of winding down a little bit, yeah. You know, yes. so he, I think he's still got a few more, few more years. But yeah, you definitely want to see kind of, uh, you know, who's going to be the goalie in waiting. You mentioned Alex Reddy wants, you know, a shot as well. But yeah, I think they they could go there with Deluca. There's other guys we didn't even mention, you know, like uh, Michael Kraus, um, you know, attackman out of Virginia. I think you know he's perfect fit for the Whip Snakes if he falls uh, to them at seven. Uh, I think you know. They're gonna take an attackman in this first round no matter who it ends up being. Um, you know, it'll be interesting how it shakes out. Um, but you know, I, I could see him too on a few other squads as well. I mean, you know, the Chrome is another one that I think he would be a good fit for, um, if they wanna take a chance, you know, on him at number four rather than going with a gaudette. Um, you know, I think that that's fine, you know, not even take a chance, you know, these are all elite college players. Yeah. Um, And then some more guys too. We didn't even mention Reese Eddie, a defender out of Boston will still be available. Uh, Andrew Pettit, attackman out of Lehigh, you know, again, there's are very offensive heavy in this draft. Uh, you got Peyton Smith face-off specialist out of Marist, uh, Aiden Hines defender out of Yale, Miles Silva attackman out of army and Tom Rigney, a defender out of army. So um, those are probably the guys we're expecting to get called um overall you know there might be one or two more in there but i think those are the 12 you can expect to be drafted not many to kind of pull from since they're only drafting pro eligible players uh, but that kind of wraps up our draft preview we appreciate brent adams and tom Schreiber coming on uh we thank you guys for listening sorry about the technical difficulties to start we'll fix that uh for the re- replay of this as well as for the podcast if you guys are tuning in late um you can listen to this on our podcast a little bit later today as well as rewatch this replay once we uh, get that posted. Uh, but this wraps up our first Pro Lacrosse Talk live show. We hope you guys enjoyed it. Thank you guys for joining us. Um, again, you know, subscribe to the podcast. Don't miss that Brent Adams interview on Monday. And uh, with that, uh, we hope you enjoyed the show and tune in next time to Pro Lacrosse Talk. Today, I also want to talk to you about our affiliate, LaCrosse Jewelry. LaCrosse Jewelry features a diverse line of LaCrosse-inspired rings, necklaces, and bracelets, so you can show your LaCrosse pride and style both on and off the field. Better yet, we've teamed up with LaCrosse Jewelry to provide you with a special discount. Simply visit laxjewelry.com and use the code PROLACROSSE to save 10% on your order today.